What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball podcast. As always, I'm your host, Vic Lopez. This is part two of the bottom five teams for the Western Conference of my mini-series of why you should watch. And let's get right into it. So starting all the way at the bottom of the Western Conference, we have the Houston Rockets sitting at 20 and 62. Obviously, <laughs> big time lottery team, right? Uh, but as we look at the roster, right, what are the reasons for watching this team? Obviously, I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to be for the defense. <laughs> okay, that's something that you're not going to really see from this team. It's not something you saw last season, and it's not something you're going to see next season. You may see some guys step up on the defensive end, and I'm going to start with probably my second favorite player on this roster, uh, and I'm going to start with Josh Christopher, right? Second-year player, uh, kind of a guy that got sent to the G League, uh, dominated, uh, played Summer League recently, um, and dominated Summer League, okay? This guy was clearly the best guy on the court every time he took the floor in Summer League, uh, recently, obviously, and then they rested him early because they saw everything they had to see. Uh, they also rested him due to some hip soreness. But yes, Josh Christopher. If you're not familiar with Josh Christopher, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of this guy, right? He's a 6'3 guard, 215 pounds, uh, really good athlete, kind of jumps out the gym, has some really good dunks. You can really look up some highlights for him, but his shot is coming together, right? He's knocking down shots, puts the ball on the floor, really challenges defenders, and take this into account, right? He also talks about in the offseason improving his defense, right? We've seen flashes of him uh, kind of bring that dog mentality defensively. I saw it in Summer League, for sure. Very active defensively, um, just like a muscular athletic guy. Super exciting to watch. I'm very excited to see what we get out of Josh Christopher in year two. Okay, so that's one reason. Obviously, reason number two for me uh, would be uh, you know, season two for Jalen Green, right? This is a guy, if you're not familiar, <laughs> uh, obviously part of my favorite program, which is the G League Ignite, Jalen Green, um, one of their alums, right? Um, he is typical two guard, right? Lanky, super athletic, just a freak athlete, uh, challenges everyone at the rim, similar to Josh Christopher. This is a kid that's not afraid of anyone, really embodies uh, on the offensive end uh, the Mamba mentality. Now, why do I say Mamba mentality? Before you cringe, okay, I want you to know that Jalen Green has mentioned multiple times pre-draft, uh, during the combine, all that good stuff uh, last year, that his favorite player, I believe he said was Kobe, right? And he does try to model his game after Kobe. Um, talks about, you know, uh, working on the defensive end. That's something that he has talked about wanting to improve as well. So similar to Josh Christopher, it's something that he wants to work on as well. Um, Josh Christopher, a little bit of a better defender than him for sure. Uh, Jalen Green kind of struggling to keep guys in front of him. Uh, but uh, Jalen Green specifically, uh, the reason I say pretty similar with the mama mentality is like I said, he challenges everyone at the rim. He does not care who is there. He's going to try a 360 dunk. He's going to try something between the legs in midair. And this is a guy that, you know, not a fan of the jump shot mechanics, okay? But the shot does tend to fall, right? It's a little streaky, okay? I'm going to say he probably shoots league average. I'm not looking at it right now. League average or a little bit below. Um, but 
Um, he does like to take threes. He likes the step backs. Uh, he likes the mid-range, post-up, fadeaway shots. You know, kind of a guy that really likes to take shots, right? Likes to get shots up. So, very exciting player to watch. He had a really good second half of the season. And yes, that is another reason that you want to watch the Houston Rockets. Obviously, talking about Summer League, the number three overall pick, right? Jabari Smith Jr. Kind of had an iffy, kind of like a 50-50-ish Summer League start in terms of offense, right? This is a guy, six foot 10, 220 pounds, out of Auburn. He played under Bruce Pearl, who's the coach for Auburn, um, in a system that really, it looked like an NBA modern team that he came from. Like, he kind of just let the balls roll out. He kind of rolled the balls out and just let the guards play, right? It was really a heavy perimeter scoring team, isolation, shot chucking team at Auburn. It was no surprise to see them fall early in the tournament because if you play a very disciplined team on defense, um, you know, they're going to have trouble. And they did. Obviously, they got knocked off early. If I remember correctly, I think it was Miami that knocked them off uh, in the tournament. So yeah, Jabari Smith Jr., to give you some some points about him, like I said, six foot ten, and this kid, he takes step back threes, he takes deep NBA range threes, caches them, just an elite shooter, right? One of the best shooters in college, okay? One of the best, and he was six foot ten. Now the question on Jabari Smith is the ball handling, right? Not really there. Turns his back to defenders often when they're when they're challenging him, and that's a sign to me that you need to work on your ball handling. If you're turning your back on defenders time and time again, that says to me that you're not ready to kind of put some moves together to try to break them down. That tells me that you're putting their back to them because you're not comfortable with your ball handling. Uh, that's one question on him. The two-point percentage is also a question. Um, it was pretty... He was like at the bottom of the barrel at his position in two-point percentage. So from inside the three-point line... Uh, kind of has struggled a lot, but he likes to take contested fadeaways, uh, post-up shots, and he's pretty cash money from three. I mean, he was one of the best shooters from the three in college. So yes, this is a guy that very exciting to watch. He's a really good defender, uh, has quick feet, not a freak athlete, but definitely a guy that does a little bit of everything defensively. He's going to rebound. He's going to get some steals. He can put, he has the potential. He's shown flashes of shot blocking ability. So yes. Super exciting player, going to fit right in in Houston. Um, it's going to be a shot-chucking team next season again, um, so not sure what it's going to look like on defense. Another guy you might want to look out for that just got drafted, Tari Eason. Looked, one of the, one, looked like one of the better summer league players out there. Definitely was one of the best summer league players uh, this recent summer league. Six foot eight forward, 215 pounds. This is a guy that rebounds well. He's very active, loves the fast break loves behind-the-back passes, gets his buckets. This is a guy that kind of does a little bit of everything at the forward position and really exciting. Definitely recommend you look up Tari Eason's summer league and uh, Tari Eason in college. Uh, obviously, another player that we can look at is Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky. 6'3 guard, kind of undersized, uh, pretty skinny, uh, but he loves the floater. He's a score-first guard. The shot is kind of there right? Uh, I would like to see the shot obviously improve, and it will. I think it will. Um, kind of reminds me of like, kind of reminds me of, I want to say Tony Parker with the floater game. It's pretty cash money. Um, I've seen him in summer league as well. Uh, just put up some floaters over some tall, tall 
athletic shot blocking bigs and just cashing those floaters. So this is a guy that isn't afraid, right, to go to get inside and score. Uh, the question with him is playmaking and defense. I want to see him bring that to this team, right? He's a little bit of a, he's a score first guard, like I said. So if he becomes a playmaker, that's something that uh, the Houston Rockets desperately need. They need two things. And I've talked about this on an older episode. They need defense and they need playmaking desperately. Um, another guy that we can look at, uh, obviously Kevin, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., right? If you're not familiar with Kevin Porter Jr., I'm pretty sure he's had a 50-point game. He's had some high-scoring games. He's a lefty. He's a guard, uh, six foot four, 203 pounds. Uh, a lot of people compare him to James Harden because he loves the step backs. He loves the difficult shots. This guy has an awesome handle, crosses a lot of people up, takes a lot of difficult shots and makes them uh, a little bit of a, he's really trigger happy, but a very exciting player to watch for sure. Um, so yeah, I like him a lot as well. Uh, we get obviously another G League Ignite player on this team that I'm very excited to see because he played awesome in Summer League, right? Uh, this is uh, Dacia Nix, right? Uh, six foot four guard. This kid kind of does everything, knocks down the three, makes good passes, uh, pretty active on defense, runs back and forth. He sprints a lot. This is a kid that definitely has some potential, um, you know, and then I haven't talked about this guy, right? This is my last name. If you want to watch, this is an international center, six foot 10, 243 pounds. I watched him last season. I really liked him. He's one of those centers. His name is Alperin Shangun. Um, this kid right here kind of reminds me of Pau Gasol, but the shot isn't there yet, right? That's like the one missing part of his game is the jump shot. Not really there, but the post game, the passing from the post. This guy has a lot of tools in the post. Um, he's got a lot of footwork. He pumps you out of the out of position, um, loves the pump fakes, loves the turnarounds, a lot of dream shake going on. Love Alperin Shangun. Definitely a guy I want to see next season. And those are my reasons for watching the Houston Rockets. But let's go on to the next team. And you already know, if you've listened to this podcast already from the beginning, you know, you know how happy I am that I get to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right? You already know how I feel about this team. Okay? This is by far, okay, I don't even think it's close. This is by far my favorite of the bottom five teams that I've been talking about. Um, obviously, at this point, it's the bottom 10, right? Because it's the five from the East and the five from the West. But by far, my favorite team in the lottery, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So they end the season 24 and 58. Now, you say probably, Vic, why would a team this bad uh, be your favorite to watch? Now, I'm telling you right now, this is a team that not only as a lottery team, it's my favorite to watch in League Pass. It's one of my favorite teams to watch on League Pass, period. Okay? Um, and I'm going to give you a lot of reasons. Uh, it may run a little extended, but let's get right into it, right? Obviously, the number two overall pick is going to be my favorite player, has been my favorite player uh, throughout. I watched him in high school at Minnehaha. Yes, that's the name of the high school. I am not trolling you. It is actually called mini ha ha okay and i'm talking about chet holmgren okay i have talked about this guy i broke down his summer league games i broke down his his uh his potential pre-draft in my first episode of the pod 
this is a kid. Watched him at Minnehaha. Watched him at Gonzaga. Watched him at the U19 FIBA uh, World Basketball. Um, watched him at the NCAA tournament, obviously. Seven-footer, 195, age 20, out of Gonzaga, right? Now, the knock on Chet is the body, okay? I'm going to give you some things because I feel like the Chet Holmgren expert at this point from watching so much tape. This kid, the knock on him online is he's going to get bullied. He's 195 pounds. He's made of sticks, right? He's like a stick man. Let me give you the reasons why I think that his body is actually a benefit to him, okay? He was a great rebounder in college, okay? Why? One, because he's very smart, okay? And he positions himself very well for blocks and rebounds, both on offense and defense. Now, you're going to tell me, okay, positioning, cool. Everyone can have good positioning. Not everyone is 195 at seven feet, right? And you want to say that he can get knocked around? He slips through the cracks, for offensive rebounds because of his thin frame. So this is a guy that gets a lot of putback plays. He gets a lot of second chance opportunities because he's so slim. He slips through when people are trying to box him out and he grabs second chance opportunities for his teams. This is a kid, very patient, very smart, super intelligent um, on defense. His head is on a swivel. I've joked around a lot about how he, it's like he plays on the NBA 2K camera, right? From overhead, because he sees everything that's happening. When you're watching highlights for Chet Holmgren, you're not going to see those things because you're going to see the highlights, the scoring, the blocks. But if you're watching full game tape of this kid, Chet, um, his head is on a swivel on defense, right? Always looking at the ball handler, even if he's away from the ball handler, uh, he's looking at his own man. He's looking at the screener that's coming to screen his teammate. He His head is just looking everywhere on the court, right? Um, I took a little bit of a deviation from Ch uh, for Chet, but it, it's just that important to me because he is my favorite player in this draft. Um, this is a kid that knocks down the three at a high percentage, makes really good passes, has a really good ball handle. Um, I was talking about Jabari Smith for the Houston Rockets, putting his back to defenders. That is not something that Chet Holmgren does, okay? When a defender is guarding Chet, it could be a guard, it could be a forward, it could be a center, it doesn't matter. Chet does not turn his back, okay? He's bringing the ball up in full court, and he is trying to break the defender down with behind-the-back dribble moves, with spin moves, between the legs, uh, you know, hesitation moves. This is a guy that has a guard package at seven feet. But anyways, um, little deviation for Chet Holmgren. You know how I feel about him. Anyways, we get on to the next one, right? My favorite player before Chet joined this roster in Oklahoma City, which is Josh Giddy. I could go on and on about Josh Giddy. I've talked about him many times. If you want to learn about Josh Giddy, he has an interview with an Australian guy. His name is Andrew Gaze. Um, I'll probably put the link in the show notes again so you guys can check that out. Uh, he talks about his transition. He's an Australian player. Uh, this is obviously going to be year two for Josh Giddy. Amazing passer, sees the game, uh, just, just sees plays develop before a lot of people out there. Um, the shot is a question mark, but this is a guy that makes amazing passes, has the floater game, awesome teammate. It's a beauty to watch him in pick and roll. I watched him in summer league as well um, alongside Chet Holmgren, um, and they had an awesome two-man game. 
The screen and roll was super fun. This kid, Josh Giddy, will be a future all-star if he can get the shot to knock down, right? And I've talked about that before. Probably just needs to get a little stronger uh, because his shots are on the mark. They're just kind of short. They hit the front rim. Uh, they're air balls a lot of the time. So that tells me, you know, it's not really, it could be about mechanics, but strength is also a big factor in jump shooting. So yes, very exciting, Josh Giddy. Um, we talk about, obviously, you know, uh, the main guy on this team, right? Shea Gilgis-Alexander, right? Uh, this is a kid that, you know, we've seen him already for a couple of years. Six foot six guard, loves to have the ball in his hands. He talks about uh, modeling his game after like Steve Nash, really likes to be a playmaker, likes to make passes, but we know he's a slasher, right? Very exciting player, putting the ball on the floor, attacking the basket, um, but makes really good passes too, right? The shot's kind of coming together. You still want to see that improve. But yes, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, another great reason that you want to watch uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, a player that just got a pretty hefty contract, uh, Lou Dort, right? If you're not familiar with him, he's very, very stout defender, very strong. Kind of looks like a football player out there. Very tough, very fast, super shifty. Has a very quick first step. Um, defended Harden very well in the playoffs at one point. Um, I think that Lou Dort, uh, that's when he had Chris Paul on his team, by the way. Uh, Lou Dort is an interesting player for sure, right? Is the shot going to fall? That's probably my biggest question with him. But other than that, he's a really good athlete, quick, shifty, and yes. Uh, you know, people complain about the contract he signed. But remember, guys, this is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Small market team. They need to pay the players that they see potential in. So, you know, we look at Jalen Williams, right? Uh, which Jalen Williams am I talking about? <laughs> There's two Jalen Williams that they just recently drafted, right? Uh, the big played for Arkansas, six foot ten. He's kind of a, a post-up player, likes to pass out of the post, scores out of the post. Jump shot, definitely not there right now, but he's a very smart player and pretty tough guy, right? Um, and then the other Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. He is a guard at six foot six, really good athlete, makes awesome passes, likes to play in the fast break, can actually knock down shots, struggled to shoot in summer league, but in college he was a pretty good shooter. Um, and yeah, just a good athlete, challenges people at the rim. He has had some awesome dunks. Highly recommend you check out his highlights. They have a project player in Usman Dieng right, out of uh, the New Zealand Breakers, which was the team he played for. Uh, he's a 6'10 forward, very lanky, um, pretty quick. Didn't have a good summer league, but he's one of those guys that you draft with the idea of he's going to probably be uh, something in five years, right? Not someone that we're going to see make a big contribution early on, right? You look at Alexei Pokushevsky, right, which obviously most people just call him Poku. If you're not familiar with Poku, this is a guy that also is uh, seven foot one ninety, similar build to Chet Holmgren. Very thin, but he is a sharpshooter. Right, knocks down the threes. If you want to see some recent good stuff out of Poku, watch him in the most recent summer league. Uh, super exciting player to watch because of the fact that his shot is money, and he's just an interesting guy out there because he's a seven footer that plays like a shooting guard. Right, awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, I would say, obviously, Trey Mann is another interesting one, but he's like an undersized guard. I'm not really that much of a fan of him. Uh, but yeah, those are all my reasons for watching the Oklahoma City Thunder. Definitely a team on the rise. 
Um, probably going to see a, a, a good difference in wins this season um, because of the next year for some of these players uh, in development. But yeah, let's go on to the next team. The next team is the Portland Trailblazers. Um, forgive me if I don't sound too enthusiastic about this team. Um, it's kind of a team that, you know, kind of blew it up, but at the same time, making, you know, making moves for pieces to win now. Um, you know, you really hate to see, well, at least I do. I really don't like seeing when teams take a step forward, a step back, kind of staying in the same direction. Um, I don't know. You know, you don't really know what's going to happen in Portland. Um, you obviously have all, always the trade rumors with Damian Lillard. Um, you know, obviously CJ McCollum gets traded to the Pelicans. Uh, this is a team that's, there's a lot of chaos, right? Um, you get some nice standout performances from a kid like Anthony Simons. Um, obviously, he's been around for a couple of years, um, but this was really a breakout season for him, right? Uh, Anthony Simons, let's give you a little bit of information, right? He averaged 17 points. Uh, two rebounds, four assists um, this last season. He's an undersized guard, right? Six foot three, 181 pounds. He's already 23 years old. So this is kind of the, the time period for when you start to see a player kind of start to get, you know, some, some obviously some experience. They start to kind of understand the NBA game. And this is where you start to realize, you know, is this player going to stay in the NBA or are they going to fall off? And, Clearly, he showed that he's here to stay uh, for a good, decent time, right? We don't know what his career is going to be. Um, he's a score-first guard. Pretty exciting to watch. Um, likes isolation. Has a pretty good ball handle. Um, likes to take a lot of shots. He's a pretty exciting young guy. Uh, like I said, he was drafted uh, in 2018. It says here he was the 24th pick in the first round. Um, and obviously four years of experience in the NBA from what it says here on NBA.com. To be honest with you, I am not too knowledgeable on Anthony Simons, um, but obviously if you do follow the NBA, you're going you're gonna to find him on your timeline. You're going you're gonna to kind of you know, check him out on, uh, on League Pass, right? When there's no other real good games out there. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Portland Trailblazers, to be honest with you. Kind of one of those teams, like I said, that just kind of hovers back and forth and back and forth and not really a team that goes over the top, right? Gets over the hump. This is a team that's still deciding, in my opinion, still looks like a team that doesn't know what they want to do, right? Because they trade away CJ McCollum and then you think, okay, maybe they're blowing it up, right? But then they make moves for guys like Gary Payton II, uh, Keon Johnson. You look at uh, Jeremy Grant. Obviously, a guy that's been around for a couple, for, for a few years now, um, you know, so th that's like a win now piece, right? You get Josh Hart, who's been around for a pair of years, right? Maybe like four or five years. Uh, yeah, five years, what I'm seeing here uh, on NBA.com. So yeah, these are like win now players, right? Um, just kind of players that when you bring them on your team, it's because I don't think you're trying to be a bad team, right? You're not trying to kind of lose games. You're really trying to push to win. Because these aren't players that are bad, right? Josh Hart plays hard on defense, knocks down shots, makes the right plays, doesn't play outside of himself. I think he's a really smart player. I really liked him in his time in the, on the Lakers. Um, I thought Josh Hart was a solid player. I think he still is. Uh, Jeremy Grant, obviously one of those forwards that was really sought after, right? You, you didn't know where he was going to end up. 
You know, you heard about the Knicks, you heard about uh, the Lakers, a lot of talk with him, right? You heard about him possibly uh, being traded to Miami. You know, this guy was always in trade rumors, and now he maybe finds a home here in Portland. Um, obviously, an interchangeable guy, very versatile player, uh, can guard multiple positions, very active off the ball, can shoot, can put the ball down and score at the basket, knocks down free throws. This is a nice little versatile piece for them. Um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, this is an interesting team. Um, they draft a mystery man in Shaden Sharp, right? If you're not familiar with Shaden Sharp, I'm not going to knock you. No one's familiar with Shaden Sharp other than those that are high school basketball junkies um, and really watched his high school tape. It's really the only tape we have on this guy because he did not play in college, right? He, he went to Kentucky. Um, obviously, he made a promise, right, that he would stick around, and then he became draft eligible and then decided to opt into the draft and obviously got drafted uh, high, right, for the Portland Trailblazers. This is a kid, you know, six foot six, 200 pounds, uh, really good athlete, has good hops. The shot seems to be, it has good mechanics. I actually like his shot mechanics. His form looks smooth, uh, has a good jumper, has a good handle, uh, seems to be pretty advanced for his age, right? He's 19 years old, very young. He got hurt in summer league, um, you know, so we also didn't get to see him in summer league uh, like we hoped. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's this is just one of those teams, right? A lot of, like, question mark guys, a lot of win-now guys mixed in with uh, potential high-ceiling guys. Um, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good team. Um, I'm not even sure what's going to happen. Uh, if I say, obviously, you know, Damian Lillard coming back healthy, if for any other reason for watching Portland is that you just want to see Damian Lillard go to work, uh, this is a team where, you know, he no longer has CJ McCollum, which is another ball dominant guard in the backcourt. Um, you know, we're probably going to see some more Damian Lillard action. Um, if you like Chauncey Billups, obviously he's the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. I've watched a lot of his pressers. Um, he's one of those guys that they lose and lose and lose. And his excuse every time is effort. Oh, got to show effort. Got to show effort. Right. So, um, it's just one of those things, like, how often are you going to tell me that your team isn't showing effort? Um, we get it, right? Uh, give us something more, right? I'm pretty sure uh, the team is playing with effort. I think at some points, you have to realize the capability of your roster maybe just isn't there, right? Right, Chauncey? Maybe th this roster is just not capable of showing effort on the defensive end. But, you know, they add, like I said, Josh Hart. They add uh, Jeremy Grant. Obviously, uh, interchangeable forward that can guard multiple positions, like I said. You know, so Gary Payton II, obviously, another another really good defender. Um, so, yeah, you know, clearly they're trying to surround Damian Lillard with some more defensive players uh, because Portland has always been awful defensively. And so this is a kind of way to bolster that. Uh, maybe they're just trying to surround Dame uh, with some role players um, and just build a team around him, right? Because the team was kind of built around... CJ and Dame. So yeah, you know, this is this next season, Dame's had a lot of time to rest, a lot of time to recover. So maybe we see a nice little season from Dame. So yeah, any any season where Damian Lillard is healthy is, you know, he's one of those exciting players. He's he's box office, right? Um so yeah, you know, if you have league pass, definitely tune into the Trailblazers if you want to watch Damian Lillard go to work and maybe be surrounded by some better defensive players 
and then also follow that Shade and Sharp storyline, the mystery player from the draft. But yeah, let's move on to the next team. A team that in the past has been really infamous for just losing and losing and losing and losing. Um, and that's the Sacramento Kings, right? 30 and 52, okay, was their record. Now, as I said on a older pod, uh, the Kings draft players, and it's usually uh, customary for everyone to make fun of the Kings no matter what they do. This is not the year for that uh, because they made a what looks to be a great decision in the draft, Keegan Murray, okay? If you're not familiar with Keegan Murray, I'm not going to do a deep dive on him because, um, you know, I've done, I've talked a lot about Keegan Murray as well. Um, but I will say this, six foot eight, 225, knocks down the three, had an early exit in the NCAA tournament, lost to the Richmond Spiders, if I remember that correctly. Um, but yes, this is a guy, reminds me of Kawhi Leonard, Tim Duncan, personality-wise. I've talked about that before. I did a little mini profile for Keegan Murray earlier on this podcast. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that's very calm, doesn't get rattled. Uh, he can pretty much do everything out there. He can defend. He can put the ball down. He can he can really score. Very advanced player. Uh, he is a straight bucket. Um, his personality is exactly like his play style. It's not flashy, but it is highly efficient. Uh, this is a kid that will pump fake you a million times until you jump, and then he'll knock down the shot while you're out of position. Uh, very smart player. Love Keegan Murray. Uh, potential candidate for Rookie of the Year for sure. Uh, highly recommend you look him up. Uh, you can literally just tell me that you're watching the Kings because you only want to see Keegan Murray, and I'll be happy with that. Um, we move on, right? Kevin Herter, guy that came over from the Hawks, knockdown shooter, six foot seven. 198-pound guy, very interesting player, has had some really big pop-off games, uh, sharpshooter, right? Um, I would like to see more develop out of his game, uh, but yeah, that's another guy that's going to make this Sacramento Kings team better because he's going to help spread the floor. The Kings have had issues spreading the floor, which clogs up uh, a lot of offensive spots for De'Aaron Fox to attack. That's someone that obviously, um, you know, has kind of, uh, been a big talk as far as young stars or young players. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is someone I have not uh, sold any stock on. I think that he's going to be a big-time player. I think once the jumper is unlocked, that's when we'll see the next level for De'Aaron Fox. Because we know he's an athlete. We know he's a defensive player. We know he puts the ball down and attacks the rim. Um, we know all that, right? But the shot, right? The shot just not there for him right? Just abandoned him so far. You want to talk about a winning player that's also on this roster? Defensive-minded player, uh, would like to see the shot fall for him. Um, I'm talking about Davion Mitchell, right? You want to talk about an undersized guard? This guy is six foot flat, maybe 5'11", 202 pounds out of Baylor. Obviously, he was on that Baylor championship team uh, a year ago. Davion Mitchell reminds me of a undersized Marcus Smart. Um, I would say Marcus Smart is a very good comp for him because it's a way for you to kind of, uh, I think you can really picture um, the player if I tell you he's like Marcus Smart, right? Just tough guy, very quick. Um, I want to say he's much more 
uh, shifty and probably quicker than Marcus Smart. Um, definitely looks smaller than Marcus Smart. Um, but yeah, Davion Mitchell, you add him on this roster as well. Uh, you know, defensive player, guy that doesn't really uh, demand the ball. Although I will say off the ball, I'm not sure what you get out of him. Um, but uh, with the ball in his hands, he does seem to do a lot of things. Um, the shot hasn't really been there for him. It's probably the only missing piece to his game. Uh, he is a lockdown defender. Uh, if you want to watch some guys getting clamped up, definitely look up uh, Davion Mitchell. Of course, the coach that they have now is Mike Brown. Um, we'll see what happens with that, right? Defensive-minded coach, and we've got a few defensive players. So let's see, right? The Kings have a playoff mandate, right? We know about that, um, that they, they want to make the playoffs, right? So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, he's an exciting player for sure. And with some of these shooters coming on, like Keegan Murray and Kevin Herter, uh, Malik Monk, obviously, uh, you know, <laughs> joins them in the offseason. Obviously, former Laker, uh, good shooter, high energy guy. Surrounding, you know, surrounding De'Aaron Fox with some shooters seems to be the smart move here. Rashawn Holmes, uh, similar guy, like I said, as when I broke down the Detroit Pistons. Rashawn Holmes reminds me a little bit of Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons, kind of like a guy that does all the dirty work. Six foot ten, 235-pound forward, does all the dirty work, put back dunks. Uh, he's got a nice little mid-range jumper. I'm not quite sure if the three-pointer's there. Uh, but yeah, big hustle guy. Uh, obviously, Jeremy Lamb, a guy that's been around for a while. Uh, so that's a nice little vet they have on the roster. Harrison Barnes, I feel like, has been on the Kings forever. Um, you know, another vet on that roster, obviously. Uh, Josh Jackson, who's been a real journeyman in the NBA, says here he's been around for five years, uh, which is crazy because I feel like he's been around forever. Obviously, he was a pretty high pick uh, out of Kansas. Hasn't really been able to find a home in the NBA. Like I said, he's been all over the place, so it's interesting to find him here. Uh, Nemeus Keita. Uh, sounds like a crazy name, but I did watch a lot of him in Summer League. Um, very impressive. Seven foot, 248-pound center. Uh, has the Euro step at seven feet, 250. Um, and, you know, the jumper is a question mark, but yes, high-energy guy, has good feel, um, you know, needs more polish offensively, but yes. Apparently, I think he's like the first Portuguese player to play in the NBA. I might be wrong about that. Don't quote me, uh, but I think I read that somewhere. And also, you know, the more obvious piece here is uh, Demonis Sabonis. Obviously, was in that Tyrese Halliburton trade. Very interesting to see what he brings to the Kings because a lot of people are fans of Sabonis. You know, uh, made an All-Star team. Very skilled, big. Uh, I would like to see the jumper be consistent. But yeah, you know, this is a guy in pick and roll. Very interesting to pair with De'Aaron Fox, right? So we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, like I said, I talked about that Tyrese Halliburton trade. We know about Demonis Sabonis. Skilled big, 6'11", uh, 240 pounds, forward center, right? Kind of mixes in the positions. And yeah, I would say let's move on to the next team. Uh, but obviously, I find myself looking at the Los Angeles Lakers, my favorite team since about 2002. And I'm going to end the episode right here because, to be honest with you, I don't want to talk about the Lakers. Uh, I've talked about them uh, many times, right, on the podcast. I've given my two cents. 
it's such a volatile uh, franchise. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with trades. And you can be like, oh, Vic, you know, you could say that about any team. Any trades can be made. That's true. But you know what? I'm the Laker fan. This is my podcast. And I don't want to talk about the Lakers. So we're going to end this episode. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm your host, Vic Lopez. This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. Uh, And I'll catch you guys on the next one where we do the middle of the pack for the Eastern Conference. 